0: Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Tara Williams here with the mom manual. I have an awesome guest today, Estelle Apia. She's a wife, a mother of six, a full-time content creator influencer. And as an influencer, she uses her platform to encourage women to enjoy motherhood. Motherhood can be very stressful, but she believes with the right mindset, we can enjoy it better. Estelle, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) I love this so much. Mother of six. um, Tell us, Estelle, all the things, how you went from being a hairstylist into a content creator and having six kids in the mix. Give us your backstory for anyone who doesn't follow you and tell us your Instagram handle before we start.
1: Okay, my Instagram handle is vintage estelle, Vintage underscore Estelle.
0: Yes, yes. So, so give her a follow for sure. And okay, Estelle, tell us all the things.
1: So um, I started doing hair when I was 14. My mom was a hairstylist, so I learned from her. I did it all the way through college. I went to college, but still was doing hair on the side. When I started having kids, I decided to be a stay-at-home mom because I wanted to be home for my kids. And I decided to still do the hairstyling because I could do that at home. So that's what I was doing. And after my fourth child, I could not do hairstyle. I couldn't be a hairstylist anymore because every time I had a client, my kids were just interrupting and it was just chaotic. So I decided to give that up. And prior to that, I was on Instagram, but not... I was posting, I would say probably like five times, like I was really on there, but not, I did not think of myself as an influencer. Yeah. But then I have people asking me questions and asking me where you got this. And then eventually I was like, maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. And so in 2021, after I had my, my fifth <laughs> Oh I decided to do this full time. At that time, COVID had happened and my husband was working from home. So it was just, it was the right time because he could help with the kids because he's working from home. So yeah, that's when I started to take it more seriously. So yeah,
0: from like a hobby to a profession. Yes. And I think as I interview women so often, people don't set out to be an influencer. It just naturally falls in their lap. And I can say, nobody has ever asked me where I bought something, where I got (laughs) something. (laughs) Nobody wants my opinion. (laughs) Um, But if we are on social media and we have any followers, we are an influencer. So you started noticing people were saying, where'd you get this? Where'd you buy this? How do I do this? And then what does that mean to go from just a casual person on social media to an influencer or a content creator? Like, what, what does that jump look like?
1: Mine, mine was different because my husband was taking care of the bills and everything. So when I was transitioning from hairstylist to um, being a full-time content creator, I knew my my husband could take care of home. But I know people who they're working full-time and they're trying to take that jump. Yeah. And it's hard because I would say you'd have to make that choice. Right. Like it's it's a hard choice. Sometimes it works out for people. Other times it does not work out. So you'd have to take that leap of faith. So you had a
0: little less pressure because the financial, it wasn't that you had to monetize this. It was just, you could do it for fun. Okay. So after you start saying, I'm going to take this more seriously or or really try to become a content creator, do you start reaching out to brands? Do brands reach out to you? What does that look like to take that Uh
1: next step? Usually brands start reaching out to you, but usually it's not the brands that want to pay you.
0: Mm, Yeah. It's
1: usually the brands that want to gift you or scammers. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) So if you really want to make money, it's it's better to to pitch to the companies Mm. and to have them come to you. But if they do come and, you know, if they're going to pay you, then yeah. But for me, I started pitching and then putting myself on uh, platforms like influencer marketing platforms where they're marketing me to brands. So that's, that's what really, yeah. That's so what do
0: you have like an agent now, or do you still handle those interactions?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have an agent yet. Yeah. We plan on getting one. Cause yes, I love be that. Really hard. Cause having to, you know, I have six kids and having to juggle that and, create content and you know be a wife it can be really hard so yeah we're definitely looking into getting an agent to yeah. do, handle it and a manager as well right now my husband is managing me but he's also working so
0: what what does he do for work
1: he's on it big data got it yeah. so
0: he has a little bit of flexibility and then he, it's not like he's yeah. out seeing clients and things like no. that we're working no. physically that no. makes sense and and from a brand side I am the founder of Dreamland Baby. What, what we do is we will gift depending on the how many followers people have and how much engagement they have. And then as the influencer is bigger and their engagement is stronger, then we will you know reach out with a paid opportunity. Um, some people are like a one-time payment. Sometimes people are affiliates, meaning we will send them the product and then um, every sale they make, they'll get a portion of commission. So I would say... Nobody is going to just go into (laughs) an influencer and tomorrow I'm going to be getting these upfront (laughs) payments like we see, but I will say, I mean, there are influencers that we pay $10,000, $20,000 for a single post and it's crazy. Oh yeah. It's crazy, but they have such an engaged, loyal following. And these are women who have been doing this for, you know, 10 years that when they discuss a product, the followers now are exposed to it and they come to our website and they make their own decision, obviously, but it's a recommendation from somebody they trust. And what what we have also found is as um, influencers or content creator, you can use those words interchangeably. As they get bigger, they become more and more selective because they need to keep their authenticity. Because if they start just saying, oh, I love this shampoo and I love that lotion and I love this sleep sack, then all of a sudden nobody (laughs) believes what they say and then their engagement dips, right? So it's a fine kind of line being an influencer, but tell us about, you have six children and today, what we really wanted to get into in the bulk of this conversation, and if you guys follow Estelle on Instagram, you'll really see that she is talking all about being a mom and home and family. Um, so she's going to tell us today how to make sure all her kids feel loved. So, give us your tips and tricks for having six kids and making sure they're all <laughs> getting that individual, um, fulfilled attention.
1: So, uh, last year I tried doing the one-on-one with my kids and it was draining. Mm. It was, it was fun while I was with them, but I don't, I don't have time to do that one-on-one. So I decided to just go with the flow Mm. because my kids are always coming to me asking for something. Uh So I was like, okay, what about just being there for them? when they need me yeah like just putting putting your phone down Mm -hmm. putting work aside and just being there for them so that's what I've been doing and just like speaking into them and if I have a teenager now and so if she tells me things that are going on at school I'll like relate to her tell her about my high school experience and you know advise her like I just want to be there for them I, I recently saw a video about a lady talking about how women who have more than two kids are selfish Ooh. because yeah, because then the siblings end up raising the 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 younger ones right, and right. parents cannot love all of their kids and I was like no like yeah. since I was a child, I I grew up in a big family. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I grew up in a big family and I never felt like my parents loved they loved me because I was the fifth child out of eight. Wow. You know, Yeah. yeah. They were there for me. If I need something, they'll give you know, they paid attention to me. So w- growing up, I knew I wanted a big family and I always made sure like when I was dating my husband, I told him I was like, I never want to have a favorite child. I want all my kids to be my favorite and so it's it's work if you want to show your kids that you love them you have to work yeah you know you can have two kids I know women who have two kids and they don't pay attention to their kids like I do with my six so it's all up to you like if you want to exactly if you want to be present you can be present even if, if you have 100 kids yeah you want to be present you can't be present it's just a lot more work but you can do it
0: yeah. yeah and i i totally relate to that um i'm one of five and i'm the oldest and we we are quite spread out so i my i have twin brothers that are my youngest and i'm 16 years older than them And while I didn't raise them, my mom definitely used me as a built-in babysitter. Um, (laughs) But instead of thinking my mom was selfish, I think it taught me such amazing lessons of discipline and independence and just managing my schedule so I could babysit when I needed to and really teamwork and family. And, you know, she'd always say, you're part of this family. And so that's why you babysit. And, you know, I remember sometimes I would think, oh, I wish I didn't have any siblings. And I had some friends who had two kids in their family. And I remember when I turned 16, they, you know, got a newer car and I got just this hand-me-down car from my grandmother. And I said, you know, why didn't I get a new car? Like, you know, my two best friends at the time. And my mom said, cause I have to put five kids through college. And I remember being so resentful of my siblings then. So, um, but it overall being in a big family, I think is amazing. I have four children and I have three stepkids. So we have seven total and it is very hard to give everybody that individual attention. And, and I too tried to do the one-on-one and it became like, um, you know, at first it was like, Oh, you'll come to target with me or you'll come grocery shopping with me. But then it just became almost like a, a buying frenzy. Like, (laughs) Oh, you know, I got this person a toy at target. And then the next person had to get a toy. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm spending all this money (laughs) and the kids, they come with me, but they just want something. So that didn't feel great either. Um, do you have any kind of it sounds like you don't have a particular schedule. You said you're more go with the flow, but do you have moments where like my son plays lacrosse and I volunteered to be the assistant coach it's um, once a week. And then he has one game every other weekend. He's last year. He was seven. This year he'll be eight. And that's like a great bonding time for us. And I'd be going to the games anyways, but he just feels more connected to me because I'm there. Like, do you do right. particular uh, yeah. activities with your kids or things like that?
1: their school have lunch. Like you. the parents could come in for lunch and my, my kids love that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they just love to see a parent at school with them. So I love to go to their schools to have lunch with them. With my 13 year old, she is into fashion. She loves to go to the mall and shop. So I like to do that with her as well. And my boys, I have a eight year old and, um, and a five year old they're the oldest, but I have a, my newborn is a boy. And then I have a 20 month old, the two older ones, they love sports. So like, I'll go outside with them and play in the backyard, you know, stuff like that.
0: You know, one, one question that I get from friends, I have a friend now who has two kids that are, you know, like six months and two years and my sister as well. And, and it's really interesting because they're both saying to me, Should we stop at two or should we have three or four? Like, what do you think? And I really think it depends on the lifestyle that you want. Yes. And four becomes very overwhelming in terms of like, we travel a lot. My, my stepkids are older, so they're in college and high school. So they're, they're kind of doing their own thing. They're young adults. Now they'll come on trips with us sometimes. And that's like completely overwhelming when we try to bring seven kids. But for the most part, we're traveling with our four and it's just once you get to four, you can't have a sedan, right? Now you need to get a minivan, which is wildly expensive for a rental car. I don't know why. You can't stay in a single hotel room because they're they're made for four. Like everything in life is built for four people, right? <laughs> it's two kids and two adults. And so it's something to consider. Like, do you love traveling? You know, you might not be able to travel in the same way. Do you love being able to go out? Four days a week with your husband, like maybe four kids is not the right option. But do you have? Well, first off, I should ask: are Are you guys thinking of more, or are you done at six?
1: Um, we actually want one more.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it! Yeah. I love it. That's but
1: amazing. let me share a story. We went to um uh, my cousin's wedding in Ohio last year. Yeah, and we could not find a minivan, <laughs> so we ended up staying in a different city that night. We were supposed to get there, get a uh, a car, and then drive to the wedding destination we couldn't go because we couldn't find it I had never thought about that yes yeah wow. and I was like wow so like you can't just travel if you have a lot of kids totally totally
0: so what is your decision to have seven kids then what you know and and I, another thing is I think a lot of women say I want more but my husband doesn't so how do you get your husband on board what does that look like
1: he's the one that wanted more
0: really what, yeah, he's, he's. how many kids did he have growing up there are four. Okay. Four.
1: Yeah. So he's one of four boys. And I wanted five because I'm five of eight. So I felt like, okay, at least I, I always say if my mom didn't have five kids, then I wouldn't be here. Right. So I'm okay. So I'm gonna have five kids. Five. Yeah. After I have five, my husband was like, two more. And I'm like Wow. So yeah. We wanted twins. We wanted the Sith pregnancy to be twins, but yeah, it did not happen
0: so how why does he want more kids like what's tell us the idea for the people who are listening you're like i cannot understand why anyone would want seven kids
1: like what's the idea behind it honestly for me like i would say if if i if i had started earlier i would have had 10. wow because i i really had fun growing up like we were never bored at home yep where you know there are always kids at home we're always playing you know you guys will fight but And if something happens, you know, you could run to your siblings, like they're like your inbuilt best friends. Yeah. And my dad passed in 2018 Mm -hmm. and we were there for each other. It was, it was amazing. And I, I like, I really want that for my kids.
0: Yeah.
1: That's, that's really part of why I want a lot of kids. And he, he, my husband saw my family when we started dating, he saw, you know, we were a lot and, I I guess he fell in love with having a big family too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I felt the same way being one of five. Like we always, our house was always the party house. It was always the, we had friends coming over. It was like, my maiden name is Petito. And it was like, go to the Petito house. Like, (laughs) we're like, you'll have a fun time. You'll have a good time. And there's just, there's always something to do. There's always somebody doing something like never boring. It was chaotic, but I felt, Like I had such an amazing childhood, like such a blast, but that's really different from the kid's perspective to the parent's perspective. Today's episode was brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents use to help their baby sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. Hi, I'm Tara Williams, host of the Mom Manual and founder of Dreamland Baby. When my son Luke was six months old, he was still waking up every hour and a half. I was completely exhausted, frustrated, and at my wits end. Sound familiar? My solution to create a gently weighted sleep sack that babies can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The award-winning, doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack and Swaddle features our proprietary Cover Calm technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to help naturally reduce stress and allow your little one to feel relaxed and sleep soundly. If you're struggling to get your baby to sleep for longer stretches and go down easier, you're not alone. This product was a game changer for my son and can be for your family too. And right now we've got a special discount exclusive to mom manual listeners. Use code mom manual 15 at checkout to get 15% off site-wide. Isn't it time for you to invest in rest? So you had this experience of so much fun and love all as kids. And now as an adult, how does that look? on the other side where you're trying to manage the chaos and you're trying to manage the fights and manage the friends. And I mean, what does that look like from Uh, your side?
1: uh, So like when I was younger and I pictured myself having a big family, I never pictured the part of me being the mom and having like my mom did, but um, there are good days and there are bad days, you know? Uh, I love my kids. So Um in my bio where I said where I say um with with a good mindset with the right mindset you would enjoy it. Yeah I realized if you decide to sacrifice for your kids, mm. you're less likely to to you know go crazy. Mm. For example, I'm hungry, I want to eat, but my kids are throwing a tantrum because My toddler is throwing a tantrum because she wants to go out to play. And my daughter, she's two. She loves to go out to play. But let's say I have the newborn and I'm hungry. So I decide, okay, I'm just going to sacrifice eating right now. Go out to play with her. till she calms down, then I'll come back to eat. Instead of, you know, I'm going to eat and you could cry. And then, you know, it's just going to be a whole lot of chaos. So I just learned to... Just decide once you become a mom, you have to sacrifice you, your your life, your time is not your time anymore. You know, your life is it it is still your life, but then when it comes to your kids, you're gonna have to make a lot of sacrifice. And I
0: think that's if you have one kid or 10 kids, like your life is gonna radically change. You can no longer sleep in on a Saturday, you can no longer just go out for a drink with a friend if you feel like it, like you have somebody at home. You know, what about shifting gears a little bit to the financial side? So, I had my first daughter when I was 25, and I had a lot of friends at that time that were, you know, they had maybe one or two kids, or they were thinking about their family and they were saying, Oh, I'd love to have more kids, but we just financially can't afford it. I live in the Bay Area outside of San Francisco, it's extremely expensive here. And I remember at the time, I didn't even consider that. Like, I never thought, okay, at some point, They're going to want to be in, you know, now my daughter plays competitive soccer. My other one's in competitive dance. My son's in lacrosse. Like there's preschool, diapers, formula. Like I never considered that. I never thought about that. And I think growing up, like I grew up very middle class, upper, upper middle class, I would say, but we were not rich or wealthy by any means, but we always had enough. It was never, I never felt insecure where my next meal was going to come from. We lived in the same house my whole life. My parents still live there. My parents are married. So there was never, I never heard them fighting about money. So it just didn't even occur to me. But now that we're in it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is so expensive. So how, how do you respond when someone says, how can you even afford the food for six kids?
1: <laughs> uh, we were not always, you know, financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um so my my husband got a really good job when I was pregnant with my fourth. Okay. Prior to that, it was paycheck to paycheck. Like it was hard. So we already knew it was hard. And I remember when we we're pregnant with our fourth, people were like, you guys are crazy. Like you can't like you guys, we, we lived with his family at the time. We couldn't wow. even afford our own place at the time. Yeah. But I'm a Christian. Yeah. so we have a lot of faith and yeah. I would always tell God I mean the Bible says to be fruitful and multiply right so I'm multiply like okay God, yep. I'm, obe- I'm obeying your word so you have to you know give me the money so I have I could take care of the kids so that's that's really been my thing I'm like God the more kids I have for you the more you have to take care of us so that's like people I, I it's just I can't, you can't, I can't really advise people to have more kids, even though they're not financially stable. Cause you know, I, I just can't I would have to, you'd have to take that risk. We took the risk. Yeah. We were crazy. You know, we, yeah, we were just crazy. We just really wanted the kids and thank God it's worked out. Yeah. But it is. So expensive. you had
0: the faith it would work out. You had the yeah. faith. Yeah. And did you, did you consider at the time, you know, we're living with my in-laws, like we don't have the means to provide for these kids, but we're still going to keep having kids. And it, was it more like the faith that the money will come or, or, or was it not even really a consideration? Like we're going to have this big family and it, it will just work out.
1: I think at the time we had faith that, you know, it would work out because we like, Growing up, my dad, he worked with United Nations, so we were eight kids, and he could take care of us because yeah. he was making good money. So I'm like, okay, God, like, you know, you did it for my dad, <laughs> you know, you yeah. could do the same, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you make any type of, like, sacrifices financially with the kids? For example, um, I mean, I, I could share mine, so we- You know, I, I, I have a lot of friends here that put their kids in preschool. That's a thousand dollars a month. And I drive 20 minutes each way to bring my son to the high school because the, at the high school, they have a preschool program that is four days a week for four hours. And it's $100 per month. And people are like, I cannot believe that you drive all that way because it's, it is 20 minutes. We live 20 minutes from everything. We just kind of live. (laughs) more. but it is 20 minutes each way. So it's far. And, um, they're like, that's so weird that you bring him there. And you know, the high school kids is who teaches him. And I just said, you know, I don't feel like my four-year-old needs to be at a Montessori preschool for a thousand dollars a month. And if I had one child, sure. Why not? Right. Like if I had the money to do that. Okay. But I have four kids and three step kids. So we have seven children that, you know, we want to be able to put through college and, I'd rather be able to spend that money to like go on a vacation or something like that. Um, and so I think a lot of my friends think that's kind of weird that, that we choose to bring him there, but that is just one area that I, I'm like, yeah, if I, if I had one or two children, I would do, I would go to the preschool that's 10 minutes or five, you know, five, five, 10 minutes away, but I've made different decisions. Like my oldest daughter, she went to TK in California. They have this program called TK. It's free. It's through the um, state. And basically, if you have like a summer birthday, or a fall birthday, it's it's kind of odd, but it's essentially a year of kindergarten. And so I never put her in preschool because it was so expensive, because I knew she would get this year of pre-kindergarten and so I felt fine about that. but again if I had one child I would definitely be putting them in you know the most expensive preschool but I just have too many kids um, So I've made different decisions based on the number of kids I have. Do you feel like that's now six is obviously more than four and maybe for anyone who's listening that has a lot of kids or thinking about it like where do you feel like you can cut back and make some I guess you call them sacrifices but with having so many kids?
1: Yeah. So when I was pregnant with my sits, we had a nanny for a short time because I it was just too much for me. Yeah. And we wanted to keep that. We wanted to keep the nanny after I had the baby. Yeah. But then I was like, OK, after the after I have the baby, I'm going to be better. You know, I'm going to be well. I could clean. I could do most of the things I couldn't do when I was pregnant. Right. So we had to let the nanny go because we could save a lot of money. Yeah, by doing that. So yeah, I remember my husband was like, "But then you're gonna have to, you know, you're not gonna have time." And I'm like better off because, like you said, i will rather we go on vacation without money than yeah. You know. So yeah, definitely.
0: It's just and kind like- of like shifting around. And so, how do you grocery shop for six kids? Give us
1: those if, tips. I so we have a Costco membership and we have a Sam's Club membership. We usually my husband he doesn't want to go grocery shopping anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's too much. So we just order online. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, we I know. Talking about it because we had a budget before, but now we can't even keep the budget because especially so expensive. And, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Where Where do you live?
1: I live in Texas, Arlington, Texas.
0: Texas. So here, I was just looking because you know I I'm. I'm very frugal on food as well. I remember at one point this all this all actually really started because me and my husband both got laid off at the same time in 2018, and so it was it was the my husband got laid off the day before my son was born, my fourth, and I got laid off during maternity leave. So we now had seven kids, and we were, you know, c- c- no money, like literally no no money, and so we. Cancelled all of our, you know, like even Delta to Netflix. Like we cancelled every every subscription, anything we had, anything extra we had. Uh, someone who came twice a month and cleaned our home, and we cancelled that. Like it was nothing. Nothing was left that we were paying for. We would always say gas and groceries, gas and groceries. And so I started looking at. This was actually like really fun. I, I love finding savings. I dug so deep, and I was watching all these YouTube videos on these people that had like eight kids, 10 kids, and how they would grocery shop and like bulk buy and, you know, focus on things like beans instead of meat and like all these different kind of tricks and hacks on how to save money on food. But the one thing that everybody said is that you have to get organic milk because yeah. no matter if you're saving organic milk and organic chicken, because the hormones that is going into those, like everything else, like yes, organic's amazing, but chicken and milk. So it's always something I've done. A gallon of milk costs $7, $7. My family drinks two gallons of milk every single week, like $14 just for milk. It is crazy how expensive things are now. And I, same thing, like we have a budget and it's, I texted my friends the other day. I went to Costco and spent $300 and we don't drink alcohol. So there's no alcohol in there. Right. Right. There's no, nothing fancy. There's no treats. Like this is the basics. Yep. I'm like, you guys, how are, and they were like, oh, our Costco bills are like $500. Cause they're getting the meats and the cheeses and the alcohols and things. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't even know. So if anyone has some good, good grocery tips, send them my way. because me <laughs> and Estelle need it. And we don't have budgets apparently anymore. This is not good.
1: I, with eggs, especially it's like, Okay. Oh, Like I literally, yeah. I went on the Costco app, let's say on a Tuesday, the eggs were, it was $7 and 25 cents. The next day I went on there, it was $9, 25 cents. I'm like.
0: No, the, the this was the craziest thing ever. So we, I went to, um, I shop at Costco also. And we, we also have a full-time live-in nanny. So I work 12 hours a day. I'm running a business. You know, we have about 15 employees. So I am doing that. So we have, and even between me, my husband and our full-time nanny, it's like, there's still not enough people to drive. So we also feed her, of course, right? So it's like three adults in our home, four children, and then my stepkids, whenever they come. So, it, you know, we need, we need all the food for them. Um, So we're just feeding a lot of people, but we went to Costco and I know all the prices because I get the same things every time. Yes. <laughs> and I went in and watermelons used to be 4 three ninety-nine. The watermelon was $10. And I was like, what? What has happened? And I was giving the guys, this is over the summer, and I was giving the clerks a hard time. I said, when did this watermelon go from four dollars to ten dollars? They were like, yesterday. It's the craziest thing, right? I'm like, I like ten dollars for a single watermelon. What is happening right now? So yes, inflation is real. The food yeah. is getting inflated, gas is super expensive for shopping for sale. I would
1: say just bulk shop. Bulk shopping yeah, at this awesome. time is way better than you know, going to Walmart or, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I do Sam's Club and uh, Costco. So How I do like you both because they're they, they don't have the same products. Mm. I guess, which Costco has a lot of organic produce. Mm. Sam's Club doesn't. Mm. But then Sam's Club, let's say their um oil olive oil is cheaper mm. than Costco. So you kind of c- price compare the two warehouses. Yeah. So like we, my husband eats uh organic lamb, oh. and. Cheaper. Yes. Yeah, cheaper at Sam's Club than at Costco. So mm-hmm. like you buy different things. So yeah, that could be, and it was, it's, it's just a one-time membership fee. Yeah. 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 So it's worth it.
0: Um, yeah. I don't even know if there is a Sam's Club. I've been a Costco member. Like my mom was a Costco member and always bought that for our family. So I just, I've been going to Costco now since I was 10 years old, 25 yeah. years. Um, I love that. That was much cheaper Sam's Club is much
1: cheaper oh, than Costco.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's our hot tip. I need to look at Sam's Club. <laughs> that, I don't know if there even is one near us, but yeah, I need to figure that out because the food thing is just—it gives me anxiety. And I—I I love looking. My team always gives me like they—they they laugh at me because they're like, "You, my one of my board members says like I, I will I will drive to Costco to get Post-Its because they're cheaper than ordering on Amazon." And I'm like, I, I know. Yes. I love. I love saving money. Like, why would you overspend in life? Um Estelle, this has been such a fun conversation. Any last minute thoughts on just making your kids feel loved and juggling that time with them?
1: If you can, do the one-on-one. I keep talking about my teenager because, you know, she's at that stage. She really wants to feel, you know, all the love. So she wants to go to the spa. She wants to have girl time. Yeah, she's an expensive girl. Yeah. But- but yeah, like you could just whatever they're interested in. Like you were saying, your son, you're a coach. Yeah. Like, like I said, my sons love sports. So like I'll look for sports events to mm-hmm. go with them or they like to go to the trampoline park. I go with them. We were there on uh Sunday and I'll be on the trampoline with them. We were having like competitions, you know, just have time with your kids, just be with them and they will know you love them because you know, your time is for them.
0: Yeah. Meeting them where they're at and being present. That's what I'm hearing from you. And, and I I mean, that's, I feel like that's the goal of every mom. And it's, it's, if you, sometimes it's really hard, right? Like we're getting pulled with work with bills, with social media, with just wanting to listen to an audiobook and zone out. But when you can be present and jump on, we have a trampoline at my house and I, I don't think I've ever gone on it. Like, I don't want to jump on the trampoline with them. I don't like doing stuff like that. I'd rather play a board game or something, but I love that, you know, if they want to jump on the trampoline, like meet them where they are, do the thing they want to do, do that one-on-one and that's big families or any families. Estelle, thank you so much. I love this. Where can everybody find you? Do you, do you have um, a website or a blog
1: also, or is it just Instagram? Tell us all the places you are. I am mainly on Instagram, so vintage underscore Estelle. You can find me there. I share, let's say, maybe like five times in a week, and I'm in my stories all the time, so you will find me there.
0: Amazing. Thanks, Estelle.
1: Thank you so much.